Hello, and welcome to Rike's Expat Podcast. This is podcast number 002, and today we're going to talk about uh, what sort of things are best done online and offline when you're getting around in the Philippines. Whether you're planning your trip or you're already here, you're living long term, or just here like on a three-week vacation, there's some things that you can do better or more efficiently online and some things you can do better or more efficiently offline. So we're just going to go through a couple of things and take a look at those. Uh, we'll start with uh, things that are better done online. First thing is tourist spots. Whether you're already here or you're still planning your trip, you can save a whole lot of time by getting information about the places you're going to go to and what there is to do there locally by checking it out online. Now, one thing you can do is, for instance, let's say that you were going to go to Bohol. Well, in Facebook, you could type in the search box there, Bohol, and you will see a list of groups that are focused on Bohol. I would say join some of those groups and just point blank, just say, hello, hi, my name is such and such, and what is there to do on Bohol? Now, these are people that usually live there and have an interest in, in that place, so they know the area, and they can tell you a lot of the fine details of the places to go that are worth checking out, the ones that are not, what the costs are. This is a little bit more personal and interactive than simply doing a Google search on Bohol, where you're going to get everything from Bohol's history to the travel brochure version of what there is to do on Bohol. So whatever island you're going to be going to, I would say as a great resource, go on Facebook, check out these these uh, groups, and, and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the group. It, it's really an efficient way to uh, find out not only the sightseeing places, like for instance, the waterfalls and the beach, the best beaches to go to, but also if you wanted to, to get a, an informal review on the hotels and restaurants that are available. So that's something that you can, you can do very efficiently online. Because uh, what you don't want to do is if you have, let's say, let's say you're going to visit five, four different islands during your two-week vacation. If you're only going to be on a certain island for four days, you don't want to just show up, wander around, kind of ask people here and there. You could blow a whole day or two just figuring out what your plan is. So it's better if you have this information before you even get there, and then you're all set to go. Uh, the next thing that you can do uh, better online is tied into what I just mentioned, which is networking. Again, this is where the Facebook groups are very ha helpful and handy. Four or five years ago, when I was first looking for information, I tried out the Yahoo groups. I found them to be very unproductive for the most part. There are probably uh, some good ones still functioning there, but they're hard to find. And the reason for this is that, for some reason, the Yahoo news groups, because they're not very visual, uh, you can post pictures and stuff, but for the most part, it's text. And for that reason, it just seems that a lot of those kind of degenerate into political arguments and just a lot of nonsense. It just seems like there's a massive amount of trolls that are there in the Yahoo groups. And for whatever reason, the moderators uh, tolerate it. So I, I abandoned that 
after about six months because I just found them to be that unproductive. Now, in Facebook, again, I found that those groups, they can end up being just as non-moderated. It can be a complete zoo. And, and you'll, you'll know it as soon as you scroll down a couple of pages. Uh, if all you see are long threads about, you're an idiot, no, you're a bigger idiot, and I hate you, I hate you, and, you know, when you see a lot of that nonsense and the administrators are not kicking those people out, you know that the place has just basically gone to the dogs. So I wouldn't even waste my time trying to get decent information in those kind of groups. When you're doing your search, do a search for expats. What you're looking for is, is expat groups. And, and, and the purpose is to network and hopefully build some online friendships. And you'll eventually figure out who you can trust for information and who you can't. Some people have a very bitter background and it seems like all the advice they give is very negative. You want to talk to guys that have been here a couple of years who uh, are are happy with their situation in the Philippines and who are willing to give you some, some balanced advice. Those are the guys that I would say strike up a PM with, you know, talk to them, say, hey, if you don't mind, if you got a few minutes, I got a question. You know, you don't want to bombard them because, you know, hey, they're busy people and they got, you know, they can't just drop everything and, and answer 35 questions you have about immigration. But, you know, just kind of, kind of just see who you can, you have some common interests with that you could, again, build some networking friendships. And, and this way you got people you can, you can turn to, uh, with, uh, very specific questions. And, and it's not so much geography related. It's just simply, uh, like for instance, you in the previous example, we were talking about just talking to people on the whole, because you plan on going there. I'm talking about just general expat networking where you're getting to know guys that, again, have lived the experience that you're planning on getting into. So that's something that I, I think is much better done, or at least faster online, because there's always somebody online. Now, when you do get here, again, it, it's, it's great to meet with them offline, but you've already kind of established who you are, who they are, so that when you meet in person, it just kind of like is a continuation of, of that original networking you did online. Now, the next thing is is regarding where you're going to stay. Now, I'll bring up uh, two, two different items. Uh, one is condominiums and the other is apartments. Now, when it comes to condominiums, I would say that you could look at more condominiums that are in a given area, like, say, even Cebu. You could probably look online at about six or seven condominium places and get an idea of what the amenities are and the pictures and all that, it would be faster to do that online, just gather the information. And I would recommend not so much the real estate presentations, but the the one the websites that are actually presented by the builders, the ones who actually manage the certain condominium. Because then that way you just kind of get straightforward information. Now, when it comes to apartments, it's a whole different matter. I've talked about this before with video, in video, that when you're looking for an apartment, your best deals are going to be found just getting on a bike or a tricycle and going through the residential areas and finding them in person. I know it sounds very counterintuitive and, and it sounds like it would be a waste of the whole day, but really, that's how you're going to find the best apartments. You're not going to find a great apartment just looking online. What you're going to find online are ads that are placed by 
real estate agents for apartments that are generally overpriced and they're looking to get a commission. There's always an exception to that, but for the most part, if you're looking for an apartment that you're going to want to have for about six months or a year, your best bet is to go get a hotel for about a week and then just spend that week riding around and check out what's physically, visually available. Do that offline when you're looking for an apartment. Now, if you're looking for a condo, you're probably going to go through a realtor anyway. So once you've figured out, well, hey, this particular condo unit really strikes my fancy, well, then when you get here, you can deal directly with the condo people and, and say, hey, do you have any openings? Is there any vacancies? You know, uh, can I rent? Can I, you know, how much to purchase? Uh, a lot of that information is actually online. So again, you do your prep work online. That way, when you show up, you just jump in the taxi and say, hey, take me to such and such condo. And you get out and you walk in and you ask to talk to the, the general manager or whoever they have at the front desk to, to give you information. So online for condos, offline for apartments. The next thing that you're going to want to do, which is better done online, is transferring money. Now, a lot of guys feel better about having a money belt and coming in with about two $3,000 of, of cash on them. Uh, and that's fine. You know, everybody has their own comfort level. But once you're here, you're going to need to transfer money again if you're staying long term. And this is where doing the money, uh, transferring the money online is really going to be your, your best bet. Because if you try to bring your checkbook and you, you, even if you establish a check, a, a bank account here in the Philippines with a Philippine bank, and your idea is to write yourself a check from your, your home checking account, you can do that, but that check is, you're going to have to wait up to six weeks for that check to clear. Six weeks. So that is not a viable way to move your money. There are other services online. Uh, I'll just mention a few of them. There's uh, Remitly, there's Zoom, uh, there's Western Union, and there's another one that I'm looking into. I'll probably do a whole episode on that either here at the YouTube channel, but I'm still getting details on that one before I, uh, before I really get into it. But Zoom, Remitly, and Western Union are what are used a lot of the times to to transfer money online, it's it's safe and, and all that. People have talked about moving money through PayPal. I really don't advise that only because with PayPal, when you transfer money, the receiving person pays the, I believe it's 2 or 3%, something like that, uh, fee to PayPal. So you're actually going to pay a bit more as you, in fact, the, the higher the amount is, the more you're going to pay in dollars. Uh, and we are talking about sending $2,000 or whatever, you know, the fees kind of do, do add up. And there are fees with Zoom and Remitly and all those, but the problem is that once you move it in from PayPal, you've still got to get it into a local bank account in order for you to draw it out. Now, you, you can use uh, your PayPal debit card. I've tried this, and I've been very unsuccessful finding vendors or even ATM machines who will accept the PayPal debit card. But that is one option that, again, I just really don't recommend it. I would, I would highly recommend transferring money into a local Philippine bank that you have and then using a local ATM card. Because if you use a credit card, there will be a, I believe it's a, a 200 peso 
ATM charge, which you're talking about $4, maybe $4.25. Plus there, there may be charges by your bank and that's for every, every withdrawal you make using your credit card in a foreign country. This doesn't apply so much if you have a credit union. They often will waive the fees, but the ATM machine in the Philippines is not going to waive those fees. Some people do have accounts where with a high enough balance, they will pay those fees. So again, it just depends on, on your situation. But for most people, transferring it into a online to a local Philippine bank and withdrawing it with a local Philippine ATM is really the, the cheapest way to go. Now, the last thing I'll, I'll talk about as far as that you could most efficiently do online has to do with your flights. Now, uh, again, similar with the condo units and the apartments, when it comes to scheduling your international flight from your home country into the Philippines, I would say that your best bet is to do this online. You can canvas a whole lot, like for instance, Kayak. Kayak.com is one that I've used quite a few times. I've also used Priceline. And you can look at a whole bunch of tickets from different airlines and you can compare shop. There's also a function on Priceline where you can just, you just commit to whatever the lowest prices is, price that they can find for you. And they're usually very good prices, but the only thing you're giving up is that you won't know which airline you're going to fly on. And if you're like me, I'm, I'm kind of particular. I, I really prefer Korean Air. Now these days, I either do my tickets through Kayak or I do it directly through KoreanAir.com. But uh, when it comes to air, uh, air flights international, I would say your best bet is to do that online. Now, when it comes to booking a flight domestically, when you're in the Philippines, and let's say you're just going to fly from Manila to Dumaguete, well, you're going to you're, you're not going to fly an international carrier. You're you're going to carry you're going to fly probably through Cebu Pacific or one of the other Philippine airlines, and you can do that in person. And it's kind of nice to stand in front of a person and do the whole transaction. They have, uh, every single mall here has a travel agency. Every single one you go to. One of the popular ones is to go travel, but there's, there's tons and tons of them. And, and even outside the mall, you will see travel agency places all over the place. I prefer the ones in the mall. They, they seem to be a bit more credible. Uh, the one to go is a uh, franchise. And, and I've, I've never had a problem with them. The great thing about walking into the mall and booking your domestic travel is that you can ask questions and you can ask about promos. You can, in one spot, you can get a, a local ticket, again, from, say, Manila to Cebu or from Cebu to Dumaguete. And you can also get ferry tickets. You can get tickets for Ocean Jet, which I've used quite a bit. You can get uh, ferry tickets for Cochleong if you happen to have uh, your motorbike you want to take with you, because uh, you can't do that with Ocean Jet. Ocean Jet is more for just people travel, uh, not so much cargo. They will take things like generators and luggage and scuba gear and all that, but it's, it's really limited. If you want to bring a truckload of stuff, or your motorbike, or or uh, or even your minicab, then you're going to have to go with Cochleon. And again, it's it's nice when you can actually talk to the person in person and say, okay, now that I have this ticket, is there anywhere I need to go? Yes, you need to go get a manifest. Where do I get the manifest? Oh, you need to go to this office and do this a day before. And you know, and it's nice to be able to do that domestic stuff in person. It, at least that's the way I see it. 
So for international flights, best to book those online. For domestic flights, just go into any one of the travel agencies in person and do that offline with the person right there in front of you. So now we'll talk about things that are better off done offline. And the first one that comes to mind is dating. Now, I've been very consistent over the last uh, four years about my position on dating online using dating sites simply for the fact that I've yet to see anything that would cause me to change my mind. In fact, all the more anecdotes that I get from people and the more I observe and even through my own experiences using them, it's all reinforced and gone to the same conclusion. And the, and the conclusion is that if you are a person looking for a real relationship, a real long-term relationship, a real girlfriend, a real that could be a wife, uh, you're in the minority when you go onto an online dating site. And, and you're in the gross minority. I would say that, and again, I, I'm just going to ballpark this from, from everything that I have experienced and, and observed and heard from other people. And it seems like saying that even 10% of the people in an online dating site, and it doesn't matter which one it is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a pay site, a free site, it doesn't matter if it's run by, by expats or it's run by Filipinos, it doesn't matter if it's who it is. If you have an online database that serves as a dating hub for dating site, 10% of the people being legitimately looking for a relationship is stretching it. You know, I, I've at times thought, you know, it seems like it's only 4% of the people in those sites are actually legitimate and sincere in, in their efforts to find somebody. The, the rest of it, the 90 plus percent is pretty much coming at it with an angle. And, and the angle has nothing to do with love. It has to do with either a woman wanting to get a guy to pay for her annulment so that she can go and marry someone else. It could be the woman wants to simply talk the guy into sending her money every month. It could be the fact that she maybe does want to get married, but her whole point is she wants to get married to leave her country, move to a foreign land, satisfy whatever immigration requirements are required, and then she divorces him, takes half his stuff or more, and starts a new life with, with a different younger man in that country. It's happened over and over and over and over again. And same thing with the men. There's just as high a number of men who are on these dating sites with no intention of having a relationship, no intention of moving into marriage. Some men uh, get on there because they know that they will never, never, ever travel to the Philippines. But they will contact Filipinas who are very hopeful and they will... They will tell these women that that they are much wealthier than they really are. They will tell them that they are planning a trip to go see them. And, and it's for usually one of a few reasons that they do this, the men. Uh, either they are slowly trying to talk this woman into her sending him nude photos because he's telling her, oh, we're in a relationship now and I love you so much and, and until I get there, could you send me some photos? There's just a lot of twisted guys out there. You know, that's, that's just the way it is. And other guys are in it because essentially they're married. They're unhappily married. And whenever they have time alone in their home or maybe when they're at their job, 
they like the idea that they can, they have this really glorified pen pal that they're stringing along, telling this girl that, that they plan on marrying them and coming to the Philippines. They're never gonna go. They just like the idea that there's this young woman talking to them. That's it. They're lonely. They have a, an emotional need that they want filled and they're wasting this woman's time is what it boils down to. So uh, there are many other, um, there are even men who have conned women into uh, sending them money, saying that they almost got there and then they got robbed and, and now they need money for a passport and they're stranded somewhere in the Philippines. I mean, there's just so many different con angles from the men and from the women that the dating sites have become their marketplace. It's where they go to find unsuspecting, naive persons to take advantage of them. And and there's really no protocol you can use to get around it, to prevent it, to keep it from happening on any given site. Even if you find these people and you shut down their account, they simply set up a new account and they're right back online two hours later or less. So I really do not recommend using the dating sites online. If you absolutely must, if you just have no other choice, Go into it understanding that you're going into heavily shark-infested waters and you need to be ten times more diligent about verifying who this person is, whether they really are who they say they are, and that is going to be nearly impossible until you meet them in person for a lengthy period of time. Because online, they can hide anything. They could sit with you and chat with you on video for two or three, four hours. And then they log off and you're thinking, wow, I found this wonderful single girl and she's in love with me and, and now she's going to go to bed or do her homework or whatever. And after she logs off, she goes to the kitchen and she cooks dinner for her husband and she has her kids around her. She doesn't tell you any of this because you're sending her money every month thinking that she's a single girl going to college. And the husband doesn't care. Why would he care that his wife's talking to some guy a thousand miles away if that guy is sending them money and he doesn't have to work? So there's no way you can verify this stuff online. Again, you have to meet them in person, get to know them in person. You're taking huge amounts of risk by trusting someone that there's no way you can validate what they're doing online. So when it comes to dating, I really, really recommend you not do that online. Do it offline. Wait till you come here. When you come here, understand that the Philippines is not like your country. It is, it is in a good way. It's, it's, it's so much easier to literally just walk out on the street, find a wonderful girl that you, you're interested in, and strike up some conversation. It's not like your home country where you're going to get strange looks and turned away. Here it's a very friendly place. And I, I wish I could even just convince you somehow just how, how much different it is. Most guys are worried that they're going to get all the way down here, and if they don't have somebody waiting for them, they're going to blow their whole vacation all by themselves. And I can tell you that just isn't going to happen. If you have the ability to be courteous and say hello, you can meet wonderful Filipino women here every single day. There's no reason why you couldn't meet three, four Filipino women every single day and, and be on a date within 24 hours, if not that evening. I mean, it's, it's literally 
looks that much different from your home country. So at least then when you're meeting somebody in person, you can observe more than what you see on a monitor. You can see more than just a bunch of pixels moving around. What you see is a human being right in front of you. And, and if you spend a whole day with them, you can see what, how do they behave when they're tired, when they're bored, when they're, they're anxious, when they're uncomfortable, you know, what makes them laugh. I mean, you can, you can get all this info as you're interacting with them in person. You're walking in the heat and you're, you know, just all of that. So I really recommend something that you do offline in person is dating. The next thing is utilities. You can, in the United States at least, you can go online and you can pay just about all your bills online. In fact, you can do most of it from your bank. You just set them up as a payee and bam, it's done. You do your whole budget in 10 minutes and you just click, click, click and pay all your bills and you're done. Here in the Philippines, that sort of structure just really isn't so abundant or consistent. For instance, I'll tell you, uh, I had Globe for my internet. Now, with Globe, I was able to pay them through my bank. But every single time, I had to enter in my debit card and go through all that. But at least I could do it. Now that I have PLDT, I went through the whole nine yards of setting up a free account with the Sky Cable. And, and, and it said, you know, what, what accounts, what's your account number and this and that. And, and after the whole thing, after waiting two months for some billing cycles to go through, Essentially, it's useless. I, I have yet to even be able to see my bill online, uh, much less there's no function there right now to, to pay my bill online. So by the time my bill is due, I've already gone to the office, already paid it, and then usually I get a paper bill like three days later saying it hasn't been paid yet anyway. So, um, so it's much better for me to just go, just plan on the 12th of the month to just go down there in person to the office and pay it in person. Same thing with the electric. It's just so much better to take the receipt that they drop off at your door. They, they don't mail it. They usually, maybe some places do, but every place I've been at, somebody comes by from the electric company and they take a receipt, which looks no different than a grocery receipt, and they'll tape it to the door. If you're lucky, it doesn't blow away. And then you take that receipt and you go down to the mall and they have a little kiosk and then that's where you pay your electric in person. So a lot of these, these little bills that you're going to have for your cable TV and your internet and your utilities and your water and all this, you're going to find that if you really want to know that the billing is accurate and it's all been credited properly, it's much better to just go in person, get that receipt, have a drawer where you stick those receipts all the time because if, if next month they say, well, gee, we didn't credit your account because you didn't pay, you can walk back in with the receipt and say, no, here, I have my receipt. You just didn't update your system. So paying your utilities and bills in person offline, I would recommend that over trying to do it online. That's pretty much the, the wrap-up on, on online and offline items. There's, there's probably a few other little miscellaneous things, but uh, nothing that really strikes out to me. If you're doing something local and domestic, better to just do it in person. But if you want to cover a lot of area, like with travel and booking. Now, one thing that you can look in that I just uh, thought about right now is if you're looking for a one-month rental, if you're just looking for a one-month rental in a specific area, one good place to check out is Airbnb. 
It's just the word airbnb.com, airbnb.com. And they've been very useful in finding a place if, let's say, you just wanted one month on Boracay or you wanted one month on Bohol. Then that would actually be easier than trying to get, you know, just wander around and inquiring. You could do it that way, but with Airbnb, it seems to be very, very convenient. All right, so that about wraps it up for this week, and we'll talk to you again next week. See you then. Bye-bye.